welcome back to the Pin for Pin podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Atkinson, and today we are in week 10 of the college bowling season. It's the Thanksgiving week edition, and so like I always say, let's get right into it. Starting off, we have some NCAA events. It was the UMES Hawk Classic, Sam Houston State won with a total score of 10,169, but it turned out to be a tie because Vanderbilt shot the exact same thing, which is quite remarkable. I mean, a tie for first place. Wow. And you, this just goes to show how tight the competition is at the top with Vanderbilt being national champions two weeks ago and Sam Houston State being one of the top teams in the nation. In third place, you had FDU with a total score of 9,884, while NCANT and Delaware State were your fourth and fifth place finishers. There are a total of 15 teams in this event, and so a pretty good-sized tournament. You had Duquesne, in there as well to provide some more star power but all in all a fantastic tournament so congratulations to the co-winners sam houston state and vanderbilt the next ncaa tournament was the hornet classic alabama state louisiana tech won with a total score of 9754 while emmanuel college came in second place with a total score of 9176 the University of Alabama Birmingham finished third with a total score of 8,929, while Alabama State was oh so close, finishing only eight pins behind a top three finish. Some other notable names was Tusculum and Alabama A&M, who were also at this tournament. There were nine teams total. So, a decent-sized NCAA tournament. So, congratulations to Louisiana Tech for winning. Wrapping up the NCAA event, it was the CSU Lady Eagles Invitational. Morgan State were your winners with a total score of 8,969, while Kunsten University finished second with a total score of 8,716, only two pins ahead of Caldwell College, who was in third. So pretty competitive at the top. There are 10 teams total for this event, but Morgan State was the team to beat. So congratulations to Morgan State, and that wraps up all of the NCAA tournaments that we had this weekend. The next tournament was the Clash of the Spartans. It was Midland University who won with a total score of 7,072, while Baker University had a second-place finish just ahead of Missouri Baptist University, who had a total score of 6,633 for a third-place finish. Ottawa University, Kansas made an appearance and they were in fourth. And there were 10 total teams in this event 
for the varsity men. For the JV men, Ottawa University, Kansas won with a total score of 4,462 out of the five-person field. On the women's side, Baker University won with a total score of 6,397, while Midland University was in second and Ottawa University, Kansas was in third. For the JV women, Midland beat out Ottawa University and Columbia College with a total score of 4,144 in order to claim victory that day. So congratulations to all the winners of the Clash of the Spartans. For the AMCC number one, Medline College was your winners with a total score of 7,268. There weren't a lot of very highly ranked teams at this event but there were nine teams total so congratulations to Medline College for beating the likes of St. Vincent College, University of Pittsburgh Bradford, and La Roche University. For the Eastern Intercollegiate Bowling Tournament for the men it was New Jersey Institute of Technology who won with a total score of 6,000 86 while William Patterson University came in second with a total score of 5,999 which rounds out your top three with SUNY Stony Brook coming in third. There were seven teams in this event for the men's varsity. For the men's JV it was William Patterson one and two who claimed the top spot while SUNY Stony Brook came in third and Rutgers JV came in fourth. And for the women, it was only Stevens Institute of Technology who showed up and so they won rightfully so. So congratulations to all of them for competing. Transitioning to the Floria Financial Services Open, it was Arizona State University who won with a total score of 7,147, only 37 pins ahead of California State University Fresno. While in third place, it was Grand Canyon University with a total score of 7,084. There were 10 teams in the varsity men's portion, and in the JV men's portion, Grand Canyon University won with a total score of 6,255, while Las Vegas finished second and third with JV2 beating JV1 in Arizona State, finishing fourth. For the women, it was only San Jose State who competed, so they won, rightfully so, with a total score of 4,868. This next tournament was the Tiger Cup, and Rochester Institute of Technology won the men's varsity side with a total score of 6,798. While on the women's side, they won again with a total score of 6,111. For the women, there were only three teams, while on the men's side, there were six teams. So not a lot of competition, but enough for it to be competitive. The Spring Hill Fall Tournament only had six participants, but Spring Hill won 
the varsity portion for the men with a total score of 6,583, which was 489 pins away from second. So they were in quite the controlling spot. And their JV won as well, which is always nice. But for the women's t side, St. Thomas University was the only team to show up. So they got the win. But nevertheless, if you don't show up, you can't win. For the Spring Hill Fall Tournament 2, Florida State won with a total score of 6,887, while Spring Hill came in second place with a total score of 6,750. Again, six teams in this event for the men's varsity, and St. Thomas University was again the only women's team to enter. So congratulations to both teams for competing fantastic in both Spring Hill Fall tournaments. For the SWIBC3, Wichita State won with a total score of 7,951, while Drury University was in second place with a total score of 7,601. After that, it was a very significant drop-off with San Antonio, University of Texas San Antonio, coming in third place with a total of 7,001. So from third place to first place is a difference of 950, which is pretty significant. That's a whole team game. That's a couple Baker games. So just know that all parts are important to make sure that you win. There were 11 teams in this event for the men's varsity side. For the men's JV side, Wichita State claimed the top two spots with JV1 and JV2 finishing first and second respectively, while University of Texas San Antonio finished third, Texas Tech in fourth, and Texas A&M in fifth. For the women, Wichita State won the five-person field with a total score of 7,370, while their JV women were the only team there, so they won. So congratulations to them. For the SWIBC4, Wichita State again won with a total score of 7,374, while Jury was in second, but a distant second, with a total score of 6,000. 450. University of Houston made a top three appearance with a total score of 6,137, but you can just see the difference between a top-ranked team who are the reigning defending champions versus the rest of the field. But congratulations to Wichita State's men for winning both portions, and Wichita State's women for winning both portions because they again won over the five-person field by a margin of 1,617. Again, that is a tremendous, tremendous gap. But what was closer was the competition between the men's junior varsity teams because JV1 lost to JV2 by a margin of 21 pins. 
But then after that, University of Texas San Antonio was behind second by 1,591, while the women's JV team was the only team there. So congratulations to the Wichita State teams for doing fantastic at the SWIBC 3 and 4. The tournament of the week was the BGSU Falcon Classic. It was Indiana Institute of Technology who won with a total score of 8,035, while Concordia was only 20 pins short of first place. Adrian College came in third place with a total score of 7,690, and Bowling Green State was only... 17 pins away from claiming third. So a close one and two and a close three and four. But the gap between two and three was significant. To round out your top five, it was Spring Arbor University who had a total score of 7,520. You had other fantastic programs like Muskegon, University who came in eighth. You got Trine University who's doing great. I love their bowling facility. It's got bowling lanes, but they're blue and they're their school color blue, but I think having the a different set of lanes, not just that bland brownish light beige that you see, but just having blue lanes, I think that's super cool. You got Walsh University, who's been doing good this season. Toledo made an appearance. You got Michigan State, who's been on the up and up. So a lot of good teams. There were 23 men's varsity teams in this event. For the men's JV, Indiana Institute of Technology's JV1 finished with a total score of 7,539, while Spring Arbor University's JV1 finished with a total score of 6,992. Rounding out your top three was Bowling Green State University, and there were only seven teams in this event, so congratulations to them. For the varsity women, Indiana Institute of Technology won, while Adrian College came in second, and Spring Arbor University in third. You had Lourdes University and Concordia, your fourth and fifth place finishers. So congratulations to them for doing so well in this tournament. There were 20 teams in the women's varsity portion, while in the women's JV portion, Spring Arbor claimed the first and second spots. And then it was Concordia University and Clary University in third and fourth. But congratulations to all the teams that won in the BGSU Falcon Classic, which was the tournament of the week. Before I get to the last tournament, I want to take this time to tell you all that Belmont Abbey Bowling is having Giving Tuesday, Tuesday November 30th, though, Tuesday after Thanksgiving, Belmont Abbey Bowling is trying to raise money for Specto, and they need your contributions. 
The link is below. Please fill it out. We will greatly appreciate anything that you can provide to help us succeed in our bowling careers. Again, the link is below in the description. I encourage you all to check it out. Donate to whatever you can and support the Abbey Bowling team. Also, a huge shout out to Feedspot for ranking this podcast number seven of the 15 best bowling podcasts out there on the web. So thank you all for helping me get to this point and we will continue to climb until we are number one. All right, back with the Southeast Match Play Challenge. I was at a tournament this weekend. It was the Southeast Match Play Challenge. I'll start off with an overview, then go into detail. We'll start with the varsity women. It was Pikeville University who won the whole event. They shot a total of 6,156 out of the six-person field. And it was only them for the JVs with their JV 1 and 2 finishing first and second respectively, but only by a margin of 35. For the men, Scad Savannah were your winners with a total score of 7,082, and they were far and away in the lead, with second place being Scad Atlanta, who were 610 pins behind. Life University finished third, while Belmont Abbey finished fourth, Campbellsville in fifth, and Cumberland University in sixth. But the real story was Belmont Abbey's JV winning the JV division with a total score of 5,903. So congratulations to us. We won the first plaque trophy certificate award for Belmont Abbey. It was funny, it wasn't the varsity who did it, but everyone bowled extremely, extremely well to earn it. Now the story of this tournament, there were supposed to be a lot more schools that were here, but a lot of them dropped out. Some notable names dropped out as well, but you can't help who shows up. The only thing you can do is show up, do your thing, and win. And that's what the varsity and JV did. There's supposed to be some good competition. The good competition didn't show up. Belmont Abbey showed up, and Belmont Abbey won. For the varsity, they were the second highest ranking team there. At the time, SCAD was ranked like seventh, while Belmont was ranked fifth, 50th. All of these other schools were not highly ranked. Campbellsville was not highly ranked. Cumberland University, not highly ranked. Life, not highly ranked. Sky Atlanta, good team, but not highly ranked. So bracketing-wise, you'd think SCAD, Savannah, they do their thing. They're front page. Now they're top five in fourth place in the rankings. And then Belma Abbey goes there, 
but that's not how it went down. Again, you got to make good shots, got to stay on your toes, and even programs who are less notable can come up and take what they think belongs to them. Now, there was the USB-C side, which was this side, and then the match play side that went on, and so the JV got pulled into match play, so we were all excited. So at first, we had to go up against Cumberland University because we came in seventh in qualifying, so we could only get up to fifth place in the match play, but our varsity, they qualified fourth, so they went against Scat Savannah and lost, and Scat Savannah faced Scat Atlanta for the championship, and Scat Savannah won, rightfully so. But the JV, we went out, and we wanted to upset some people. We wanted to make our name heard, so we went against Cumberland first time, Beat them the first game. Okay, momentum's in our corner. Let's put it to rest and do what we got to do and make it to the next round. And we beat Cumberland again. So we were all very excited, very enthusiastic that we won. When it came to Campbellsville, you know, there were some shots that didn't go our way. But, you know, we did our thing. But ultimately, it wasn't enough. And Campbellsville beat us in match play. But it was really exciting seeing the JV guys come together as we were able to get our plaque in recognition of our hard work that we put in throughout the season and being able to win this event. So things are going to be on the up and up. Looking at things, Belmont Abbey's performances have been on the downward trend, but coming in December, they're going to pick it back up, at least the varsity guys. We'll hopefully pick it back up. But for the JV guys, we'll keep doing our thing. And good things are going to keep on happening in Belmont, North Carolina. So be on the lookout because when things go down, I'm going to be the person to talk about it. But we had lots of shakeups and stuff happen over the weekend. So let's look at how they impact the rankings. Looking at the rankings... One through three stayed the same from last week, but SCAD Savannah moved up one spot, while Wichita State moved up six spots to reclaim a top five ranking. Lindenwood University moved down two spots, while William Patterson moved up two spots. University of Tennessee Southern, they moved down two spots as with Weber and Pikeville, but Indiana Institute of Technology, who is ranked 11th, moved up nine places. Midland University moved up four places, while Wisconsin Whitewater went down three places. Both Marion universities went down two spots to round out your top five. Spring Arbor came up 10 places to be 16th. Lawrence Tech Lincoln Memorial went down three spots while Newman, uh, Oklahoma Christian, and University of Cumberland went down two spots. Wright State in 22nd and Iowa Western Community College both go down one spot 
as well as Calumet College of St. Joseph and Kansas Wesleyan. In 26, you got St. Xavier University, who moves down a spot. William Penn and Hastings College don't move at all, while Concordia moved a whole lot by going up eight spots. Judson University only goes down one spot, while Grand Canyon moves up 10 spots to be 31st. Bowling Green State up four spots. Spring Hill College up 11 spots. Aquinas College down two spots, and Notre Dame College is down five spots to be 35th. Muskegon's in 36th with going down one spot. University of St. Francis goes down six spots to be in 37th. University of Northwestern Ohio and Thomas More University both moved down five spots. University California State University Fresno is in 40th, and they moved up 16 spots while Baker University moved up 8 spots Walsh moved up 1 spot Arizona State University in 43rd moved up Rock Valley College Davenport University and Iowa Central Community College all went down 6 spots New Jersey Institute of Technology went up 12 spots to be 47th, and 48th is University of California Davis, which went down one spot. Tennessee Wesleyan College went down six spots, and Florida State University, probably the biggest mover, went up 39 spots to round out your top 50. Belmont Abbey College is currently sitting in 59th, just above SCAD Atlanta, who they saw last weekend. And SCAD, they moved up 11 spots, but Belmont Abbey moved down 9 spots. So we will see where they finish up. But that's all we have for this episode of the Pin for Pin Podcast. So I'll leave you all with this. The levels of success are good, better, best. So never let them rest till you're better than the best. See you all next week. Thank you.